Welcome back. Virtus Podcast. Good to be back in the hosting chair. This will be twice in a row for me. Well, actually, I'm not too sure when this podcast will come out, so it might not be twice in a row for the listener, but it's twice in a row for me. Um, today, joined by two guests that have come down the pen link, Lockie Kennett, Jacob Barlow. The boys. The boys. Good to be here. They're nice and toasty. They're nice and warm. We've just got out of the bath. Nice little training session. Jacob hit four PBs in one session. Going heavy. Straight into the bath. Showed Kennett a thing or two. Yeah. Showed me up. And now we've rugged up and come upstairs and we're going to talk some shit for the next hour or so. How's that sound? Sounds good. How are you feeling though? I was, was a struggling con- a little bit concerned about Kenna. a little bit cold. I thought I was going to have a heart attack in that ice bath. I sat down and chest got so tight. It was like literally the feeling that someone says when they feel like they're going to have a heart attack. And my hands were like vibrating. I've seen some fucked shit in the bath in my time, like people that are like, they're almost like convulsing sort of shit and like they really, they don't handle it too well, but I don't think I've ever been as concerned about anyone as I was for you. Yeah, right. That's probably not... not he was playing good. footsies with me. He was tickling my feet and everything. <laughs> Just yeah, wanted right. to use the time to get a little bit, a bit close to Jacob. We did yeah. get pretty close in that bath. We did, yeah. Well. No, don't. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> Just on that, what are your thoughts on the experience in the bath as a whole and on ice baths as a modality for uh, stress modulation, recovery, etc.? Um, I've listened to a bit of Andrew Huberman on this and he's spoken about how using shivering or uh, trying to relax for different sort of um, a stimulus from the ice bath. So I used to kind of use them for recovery and the classic, but kind of learnt that that's potentially not so optimal for recovery. Mm. Um, but I think also like most of recovery is just, or a, you know, a good chunk of it is just how you feel um, mentally. And I think such a benefit mentally for an ice bath that like if it makes you feel good, then go for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. I, like, I feel like there's this belief, especially the general population and like local level athletes that, like an ice bath is a tool for recovery and like which it can be if it makes you feel good and that lets you mentally tick off a box but for mine it's more of a tool of stress modulation and mental well-being like I love nothing more than getting big groups into the like I was saying this to Jacob before like Mm. getting big groups into the ice bath and that's just a big g up like everyone gets around each other someone might be struggling to get through and they're like saying oh I'm gonna have to get out of here and like everyone's you know just so kind and so motivating to them and then the g up and the endorphin release once you get out like it's phenomenal as you said, like I think the research is a little bit cloudy on whether it actually enhances recovery or not. But yeah, like recovery is seventy five percent subjective anyway. So if yeah. it makes you feel good and you think you're recovering, then fucking so be it. Hundred percent. Yep. Mm. I reckon it's like the comfort zone. Like exposure to that temperature is outside a lot of people's comfort zone. Correct. To be exposed to that is just pushing all limits. Yeah, absolutely. That habit and that discipline, I think. Yeah, pretty sick about it. Like, I think a lot of people like look at a big tub full of ice and think there's no way I could sit in there mm. for three minutes. But then once you do that, it sort of like breaks down limiting beliefs. It's rewarding. And it's like, hang on, shit, what else can I do now? It's mad. How far can I push this? Mm. And you get better at it. Like, if I was to do that every week, I would get a lot better. But I was, they're literally, Jacob asked me as we were getting in, like, how long has it been since you've done one? Since I've done one that cold, other than getting in the ocean, like, one that's that cold would be you know, a few years, like probably since 2019. So I think like, because I'm not used to it as well, like, and you know, you have it here, so you can kind of do it more often. Yeah. That's probably why you're better at it as well. And it's funny saying that, because I was actually talking to one of the girls downstairs, Steph, and like, 
there was a phase where I was doing it every second day for quite a while, and I'd swear, like, it just didn't get easier. And I know it would over time and you'd adapt, but fuck, like, I think that process is going to take a while. Yeah, yeah. I think as well, like, doing it consistently, it's not like you can probably just do it once a week. It's like yeah. the gym. Like, if you just go once a week, you're not really going to get much better. But mm. if you're doing it three times a week, like, that's when you're going to see a benefit. True. You um, you said you'd much prefer to do that, Jacob, than go into a cold shower. I've tried the shower. I can't do it. See? Yeah, I, I can't can do, do the shower. I Probably a lack of discipline, but with the shower, I can step away and it doesn't cover my whole body. Like yeah. I'll get, it's kind of like. It's, it's yeah. unforgiving the shower, like in the uh, bathing and sort of be still, but mm. like the shower is just, and same like if you're jumping in the bay or in the ocean, like the waves are just pounding you and there's no like real stillness there. Yeah. Um, but for me, like I, I was in a phase 2021, I did like over a hundred days of cold shower, like so many days that I stopped tracking it because it was just a habit. Yeah. And then eventually fell off that wagon and I've decided like I'd much rather just jump in a little three minute ice bath here than, you know, in my, my shower. It's a nice little brain break for me. Nice warm shower. It's almost meditative and it's like it's just yeah. my me time. It's day spa treatment, my hot showers. I look forward <laughs> to them every day. I still run yeah, every morning a cold shower, but I think for me, like it just wakes me up and like when I'm getting up at five to go to work, mm. like it's kind of what I need. Um, and because I don't have access to that ice bath every day. But if I was doing it for, you know, for something like that, that stress, being able to stress inoculation, being able to deal with stress better, um, I think I would probably definitely re- revert to something like an ice bath instead because yeah. I feel like you're getting more of a benefit from it. It's just harder. It just makes yeah. you feel oh, good. It's a bit more intense, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you lock yourself into three minutes every day or something, like that's... You don't have to sit in a cold shower for three minutes. Like, I don't do that. I used to love starting my day with it because, like, generally, that's the hardest thing you'll do all day. Ticked off, mm. done. Yeah, yeah. That's a good thing is doing... And that's probably another reason I do every morning is start the day with something I don't want to do. Mm. Yeah. And, yeah. Like making a bed. Ooh. <laughs> I do that every day. <laughs> you yeah, wouldn't. stuff like that. You make it a habit. Like, I've started training first thing in the morning now. Well, I've been doing that for a few months now, and it's... It's been a game changer. Like I was saying this on the podcast last week. Like there's nothing better than doing something hard first thing in the morning. And for me, if I don't do it first thing, as the day drags on, my energy for shit like that just deteriorates and dwindles and it's likely it's just not going to get done. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast and they talked about uh, something like that where the more you delay it, you're then wasting time thinking about it. Yes. Um, I can't remember exactly what it was. But like, for example, you get something done like a workout or an ice bath at the start of the day, you can then forget about it and focus on things that you need to do compared to if you were to do it in the afternoon, you're then not dreading it, but you're constantly thinking about it yeah. when you could be thinking about other yeah, things. Yeah, this mental energy that can be directed towards, you know, work and business, which I'm sure we'll mm. chat about a little bit later, is then, you know, wasted with this little thing that's in the back of your mind that you feel like you've got to get done. Whereas you could just get rid of it in three minutes. Tick it off. In the yeah. morning. I struggle with that because, like like I said, getting up early enough for work anyway. Like, I know you get up at, like, <laughs> 3 a.m. to train sometimes. <laughs> um, cooks me. But, yeah, you were saying, like, you, you're sometimes able to, to just get up and train from, like you said, today is 7 to 8. Like, that would be, be ideal time for me, I reckon. Yeah, it's the dream. Um, what's been happening in your world, boys? Uh, we'll start with Kenneth. Like, what are you doing? Who are you? How do we meet? Um, I am Lockie. That's my name. I hope so. Yeah, I think. Yeah, when I you it was. for a split second, there, I was thinking, "Holy shit!" Did I introduce these boys at the start? Um, <laughs> We've just been talking for five minutes, and no one knows who yeah. you are. <laughs> um, I am a personal trainer at uh, South Yarra Strength. Shout out! 
um, great gym in Pran, not even in South Yarra. That's also a bit of a prank. Um, False advertising. Uh, but potentially, potentially opening up another studio in back in South Yarra. They started in South Yarra, hence the name. Um, but really good team down there. I love working there. Like learn so much and really get along with everyone. Love all my clients there. Um, been there for about nine or ten months now, and yeah. Really good. Um, what, what do you specialise in or like yeah, what's so, an area of interest for you in the field? Yeah, well, so I grew up playing footy and like took, took it pretty seriously, um, kind of got to sort of semi-pro level. And so I suppose athletic development for me is like the focus there and I'm sort of the only coach there that really does that. So that's probably a benefit for me because I can set myself apart, whereas we're probably more of like a powerlifting-based gym. Okay, um, I actually didn't know that. Yeah, so we, we're not really, like, we all of our clients are gent pop, but, like, we have, like, a lot of, um, like, we push people to do sort of a powerlifting style. Well, we can push them to do that. Mm. And, and we get a lot of people who come in who have never powerlifted in their life and then end up competing in comps and, you know, lifting really heavy weights. And it's, yeah, it's it's cool. Um, but I suppose all the other coaches there are, are um, or, like, most of them are powerlifting based. So... To have that difference as a as a, like athletic development is good because um, we can kind of market that as well and, and say like if you're an athlete like we have this coach who can do this so um, yeah I suppose that's my forte um, there but yeah I also love just being able to do like be able to coach anyone through anything so like developing that powerlifting side of it which I probably wouldn't have done if I didn't go to South Yarra Strength. Um, mm. uh, you know, like being able to coach someone to like a, a, a bodybuilding show one day would be really cool. Um, yeah, and, and then just more like in-depth health needs that people yeah. have. So um, you just want to be a generalist? Yeah, the best I think generalist have the ability be. to be at least, um, mm. potentially then specialise in something. But yeah, that's, I suppose, the, the idea. That, that's really cool that you um, sort of push, gen, not push gen pop, but like, you, know, you can put them down that path of uh, powerlifting because that just comes back to like breaking self-limiting beliefs because I'm sure you'd have a lot of gem pop walk through your door they have never stepped foot in a gym before yep. seeing people clanging and banging really, really big weights and they probably look at that and think, shit, I'd never be able to do that. Yeah, 100%. And, then, and like, you know, like you walk in the door and you see like a couple of our big guys will be lifting, you know, like 200. To, one of our coaches um, who's not there anymore, but he was there like last year, he... He, he competed at Worlds and he lifted like 235 um, or 240, I don't know, something like that. It's just like you're watching it and there's like four red plates either side and you're like, Jesus Christ, like I, I could never do that. But like that's the thing is like people walk in the door and think that and then yeah. they, they get to, you know, like six months down the track and they're competing in their first show and then they end up doing like another three after that. And it's kind of just like a phase probably of people's lives that they'll look back on and be like, that was pretty cool. That's it, and you, and I guess you never really like stop and smell the roses with stuff like that. Because you know, I take myself back to when I first walked in a gym years and years and years ago, and you see people that are deadlifting with two plates and sometimes three plates, and you're like, shit, like I'll never get there. And then the first time you lift a hundred kilos, like two blue plates for the first time, you sort yeah. of it's cool, but then you almost forget about it, and that's the next thing. Like fuck, all right, we're gonna f- go to three blue yeah. plates now. Yeah, so true. And, and you're like and for now like you're always comparing yourself to people that are better than you so like i'm now deadlifting 200 but then i look at people that are like deadlifting 240 kilos 300 kilos like one of my mates is in uh uh hartford in the uk and he's into his strong man and he's almost lifting 300 kilos yeah. 
And I, I compare myself to that, but sometimes you've got to stop and smell the roses and look back at your journey and yeah. Like, yeah. think of all the cool shit that you're actually doing. It's impressive. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, like, I think I was talking about this before, how, like, I have, I've never benched 100 kilos and I'm, like, really close to it now. So it's kind of like, like the thing that I'm thinking about. But then mm. once I do it, I'm probably going to be like, oh, that was cool now. now what's what, the, what's that? It's, it's, yeah. it's like everyone says it's that it's that, that journey of something or, versus the actual yeah. destination is the yeah. journey so much more rewarding. JB. JB. Not much. Um, about to go to Europe. Same. Super excited. Yeah, we... Uh, you're in... Where are you? Uh, predominantly London. Yeah, you're, you're in Manchester... You're cold. <laughs> Man, uh, still. Lockie's just whacking his uh, big. Uh, <laughs> you got on the snow, bro. Eskimo Mate, jacket I'm back still on. Still cold from the ice. He's shivering. I've actually, actually been, if you can't hear it through my mic, I'm still shivering it, from that ice. I, I heard your voice like sort of trembling yeah. when you. Were, I didn't know if you were like. I'm not nervous nervous I don't know if that was me or not. I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm not about to cry. I, I'm just cold. <laughs> so, sorry to cut you off, Jacob, but like, it's actually when you get out of the bath and then back to the real world, you actually get colder yeah. you know, there's been times where I've had the sauna go and I've gone from bath to sauna and you actually get colder and you're in a 60 degree sauna and you're fucking like shaking yeah. <laughs> and I can't physiologically explain why that happens but it's bizarre your body's in shock yeah um, sorry what's going on in the world yeah going to Europe uh, which is awesome kind of like the first trip away since finishing school and pretty much ever um, going with four other boys for seven to eight weeks um, so really excited about that I wish I could tell you what we're doing, but... Are you just, like, playing it by ear and... Um, it's completely booked. Like a, like a winging it sort of holiday. It's completely booked. I just don't know what we're doing. You just did none of it. I did none of the booking. <laughs> so, for me, it's like a mystery Europe tour. That's um, fun, though. I'm super excited. What are you most looking forward to? Like, I know you don't have a good idea of what you're doing, but, like, what's something that you want to tick off or do? Honestly, I'm not too sure. I'm just excited to have no stress or no worries and just mm. enjoy my time over there. Yeah. Um, and just see the world. Yeah. Honestly. It. Yeah. Are you doing any work remotely while you're there or have you saved up a shitload over the past however long and well, got yourself in a good position? I have. Like I've saved a lot over the last, yeah, 12 months. Obviously at uni it was quite hard living at a home in terms of that savings kind of side. Um, but I've worked really hard in the last, yeah, 9, 10, 11, 12 months. Um but I'm, I'm looking at, yeah, doing a little bit of stuff over there whilst I'm, I'm there because I will be doing a lot of travelling uh, in which I think I can, you know. Find the time to yeah, otherwise lean into that. I come back and it's like I go from nothing That's to then. One. Yeah, whereas yeah. I'd rather just keep that momentum rolling. Yeah, good. Um, but then finding that balance where that's not impacting my time over there because. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you want to have a fun time. Tell us about the last nine months of work and like your work in the industry and what you sort of specialise or perhaps have interest in. Yeah, so I I officially graduated, when was it? February, so only what, a couple of months ago. Yeah. Um, but so last year was my third year doing my sport and exercise science degree. I, I, I loved it. It was pretty cool. Um, but since then, you kind of realise that uni isn't the be all and all. Um, I'm glad I did it though. Like I think... I could have done my cert three, four and still been in the same position, but like the knowledge and experience that I've got has kind of like led me to where I am, Yeah, which is, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty grateful for that. Um, since uni, I've done like, uh, I've done soccer coaching. I've always, I've got a passion for soccer. Um, so I've done soccer coaching under 13 girls at a pretty high level. Um, I don't know how I got the gig, but 
I learned a lot from that. That was probably like the first time I ever, I don't know. I tell you what, it's a pretty forgiving uh, team to have a high level role, like under 13, mm. under 13. like, yeah. Like, oh, they were awesome. Like I had the best. Like they're not really going to know yeah, if yeah. you're fucking up or. Yeah. yeah well, th- so that was like the best super thing. Forgiving. Whereas my first team, ro- team sport role was a div one senior footy team in yeah. Red Hill. Like, if you fuck up, like they're probably going to know. And they know about it. Like, whereas, the pressure's there. Yeah, I guess I had the luxury of making those mistakes and learning. And yeah. in terms of my interaction with people, I'm talking to 13-year-old girls, um, which, I mean, you do have to be careful uh, in that sense. But they weren't adults and they haven't had all these life experiences. So they looked up to me as if I was this god. Yeah. Um, which I don't know, it gave me a little bit of confidence cool, in my That's a cool role. Yeah, it was awesome. Um and sacred, mate. Honestly, I reckon I've probably made relationships and connections not only with the with the girls themselves, like hopefully I, I see them develop and keep growing as soccer players, but like also the parents, like I've had opportunities that have led from there as well. That that's cool. Like what's something that that coaching role with the thirteen girls has taught you? What's been your biggest takeaway from that? I guess like group management. Um, further down the track, I've led small group classes, big group classes, and just being able to cater for different people's needs and stuff like that. I think that was probably one of the biggest things that I learned doing that by myself um, with no real guidance um, in that coaching role. Because um, I mean, yeah, 13, they're at different yeah. development well, and growth. It, and just young people in general. Like you it's heard crazy. cattle, mate, when you're trying to organise a large group of young people. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's chaos. It's good chaos. And that's right. If you can if you can master that, then you can pretty well master any group situation. Literally. And I then that's such yeah. a, like, yeah. But like, and it's such a good experience to, to be exposed to young people and coaching them because of how different it is to coaching. Like, you need to make 13-year-old girls, if you're doing things you're doing with, like, 25-year-old people, like, you just have to make it so much more different because they're not going to enjoy that. And yes. like, you just have to make things fun, like make the warm up fun. And, Absolutely. And that, yeah. that's like another thing is like, not everything has to be optimal. Like we, um, you just don't need to make, you don't need to make them do these specific things. We, just make well, them that, have fun. That's exactly like, like doing four sets of eight goblet squad into yeah. like whatever push up variation. Like, yeah, it's probably what's best for them, but it's also boring as shit. Yeah. And like, we, we want to set the, the habit and get them enjoying their health and fitness journey so that they want to keep showing up. Mm. Like we have a couple of young boys. We have a lot of young kids coming <laughs> in, but there's two in particular, they're brothers. And like, if we just did that, like they'd lose their mind. So I, I let them like, you know, instead of resting in between sets, all right, boys, shot a basketball. Yeah. 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 And they go beat each other up, whatever. Then we're back to work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It keeps them then when they come back to do their work, they, they, they're a lot more um, focused and, and mm. the intensity is probably going to be a lot higher and, and and it's like the um, argument that like good training should be boring, which I totally disagree with. Like, yeah, we need to give people what they need, which sometimes may be boring, but we need to give them what they want to and give them a fun environment. You literally read my something line. that Angus Bradley touches on. Like, let people build a good relationship with movement and with the gym rather than just giving them what you think is optimal. Yeah. And then it's, it's scary. And it's actually very, I've never actually thought of this until now, but it's very like food. Like, if you build a, just an optimal uh, relationship with food you're probably going to end up with you know having a poor relationship and and i don't know whatever that leads to but you know if you just if you just like a well-educated but then you know you have a good relationship and you you're building like that almost that that enjoyable relationship with food it's gonna be a lot healthier um and yeah i think that's sort of goes both ways that's it 
anything to add on that one, Jacob? No, I guess from the coaching, I've kind of gone down the more personal training, like Kenneth, um, working with one-on-one clients. Yeah, like I said, group as well. And then now looking at going into the online sector as well, which is really exciting. I'm super excited. There's a lot of stigma around the online coaching, but I guess after months of working hard and, and setting it up, I'm very confident in what I've set up. So yeah, I'm excited. What's something about online coaching that you've changed your mind about in that little period and like it goes for you too, Lockie? I used to be so against it. I used yeah. to say like, especially, I guess uh, COVID and lockdown was where you saw it the most because obviously people couldn't leave their homes. Yeah, there's no choice. I don't know. I think I saw, and the people that I was seeing online doing the online coaching, I just, I don't know if they were like the best coaches or like qualifications mm. or, or whatever or in terms of the rec- the results. It just didn't seem like they were doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. Um, and I guess, yeah, after setting up what I'm setting up, it's like, like I'm so keen to... Yeah, it's one of those things. If done well, it can be a phenomenal tool. And I, I, I was like the same. Um, once COVID ended, I was like, yeah, fuck online. Like, this is a relationship mm. building Literally. business. We need to be face-to-face with people, making connections and... Upon hiring Alex Sandalis as my coach in late 2021 and then having that experience as a client, I can just see how well it can be done. Like, I didn't meet him face-to-face until only a few months back. Before, yeah. Like, it still felt like we were fucking family. Yeah. Daddy Saad. Daddy Saad. Shout who, out. Who we'll chat about later. Um, <laughs> we love Daddy. Yeah. I, another thing that he talks about is just the value you can get for money, ver- like, from, <sighs> you know, being in... If you're paying for, you know, a one-on-one PT session with someone... You're probably paying like 90, 100, 120 Easy. bucks like mm-hmm. per session um, to train with someone face to face. But if you're paying, like you could be paying that, you know, 90, 100, 120 bucks a week to someone to be there, for someone to be your online coach. And you, you'll get like a training program, you'll get coaching from, you know, not live, but you can video things and send it to them and they'll be able to pick up on almost everything they can in person. Um, you get nutrition, you get like, well, this is, I know all of us anyway, you'll get nutrition, you'll get like habit accountability. Like it's just so much more holistic and like it'll change your life versus just going to a gym where you're just going to, you know, pretty much probably just get a training program and a session that you do. Like, mm. you know, it, you just get so much more from it. And the value. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's, it's a whole life thing. It's yeah. exactly right. And like, even if coaches aren't doing online training, I think, or would unanimously agree that a client's ability to reach their goal, whatever that is, is not just dictated by what they do in the gym. Like that's only a very small sliver of it. The important stuff, like the big piece of the pie is what happens on the outside. And that's what online coaching covers that face-to-face generally doesn't. No. And usually, and what I've noticed is a lot of my clients aren't coming in, like they say they're coming in for that weight loss or they want to build muscle, but it's something else that's Mm. underlying. Um, And I guess... In person, it's hard to cover that in a 30, 45 or 60 minute session once or twice a week. Whereas the online aspect, you can look at their habits, you can look at their stress levels, all that kind of stuff and start targeting those underlying factors, which will then lead to the benefit of strength training or just being in the gym in general. Um, That's something I've picked up. That's a little good segue into sort of how we met. But before, before we get into how we met... I still don't know how you two met because before we <laughs> met, you two seemed really close. So I don't know if you've been friends for a while or I like went to school. No, nah, why do you have goosebumps? We just met each other like Barlow know each other. No, we. Do you want me to explain it? Well, we met. No, that's right. I'll do that. Okay, oh, you can explain. <laughs> that was another reason that I've said like 
if I had my time again, I wouldn't go to uni and I would just do my cert three, four, I think. But like things that uni have given me is like one of them is meeting Jacob and we met at, what what subject was it? I don't even know. One of the... Uh, physiology. Yeah, something like X. Oh, I don't even know. Anyway. Uh, some clearly unit ticks <laughs> off the, now. That's a, yeah, that's the degree coming to use. Got in, got out, ticked the box, mm. um, got that P. Uh, do you remember the actual first time though? Because I remember it vividly. Yeah, no, I remember sitting in a classroom in the first or second week. I think we both missed the first. We week. So it was the second, yeah, it was, we both missed the first week of class, and it was the second week, and we were sitting in the classroom, and I remember you sitting across the other side of the room, and I was like. I don't know. You just had this like aura about you. I genuinely remember thinking this. I've never told you this. I get told that a lot. <laughs> you had this aura about you and like, you just seemed like you were just like confident and like, you seemed like a, a, a nice guy. And I was like looking at you across the room, like who's this bloke? And our, our lecturer was a triathlete. And so I was like loving the lecturer cause I was doing triathlons at the time. And then um, I was, and that I was thinking about that. And then, and then I just like, Glanced over and I was just like looking at Jacob, just like studying him. Crush <laughs> on him. But I, yeah, I don't know. I was just like, I was just like, this this bloke seems seems cool. And then because we both missed the first week, we went to our first prac, and we were put in the same group because there was like four or five of us that have missed yes. missed the first week. Yeah, we were put in the same group. And if that had, it's funny how like things happen. And because if that didn't happen, like I don't know, we might not be mates. And then I remember the first practical. We were like on Facebook. And then it was like, just looking at our mutuals and it's like, how do you know that person? And then we're like, yeah, what the heck? Like, it was yeah. Cause um, Jacob and I grew up in like probably an hour and a half away from each other in, in country New South Wales. So like, that's how we sort of have a heap of mutuals. Um, but yeah, it was pretty, it's pretty funny how things work and like, you know, like we, how, you know, just in one of our last units of uni, we both just like, we could have, we were doing the same degree the whole time, never met. And then this last, one of our last units, we just, yeah become really good mates so. that's it it's, it's the absolute best icebreaker like mutual friends and uh, it's seriously not what you know but who you know and that yeah. like, fucking having a good network is massive yeah. mm. like, it, it's such a small world like, it was so funny like seeing you come in here and like your, your new jazz from where was it uh, from placement in like yeah. 2021 yeah rise rise performance like, no matter where you go like within you know, at least Victoria you're bound to meet someone and they're going to more than likely know someone that you know yeah especially in it's this really industry cool. I reckon um, yeah and especially coaches coaches who like you know like good coaches who who last in the industry there's like there's so many people who just come in and out I know I've only been in it for a year so I don't want to sound like I know everything but like it's it, it's like so many the coaches that last like they tend to know each other mm. um, and and they're a smaller group versus the people who just come in and do PT for 12 months and then piss off. Uh, it's yeah, pivotal having a good network. Yeah. It's um, awesome. Um, back on the uni stuff, just quickly, because you've both sort of brought up if you had your time again, you wouldn't do it or you didn't think it was as good as what it could have been. And I've yeah. had conversations like that where, you know, a uni probably isn't the gold standard of education that you should be. Um, what's something about uni that you're really, really glad you did? Because for me back on the connection side of thing, it was all the connections and networks that I made at uni. So yeah. like the education, I've, le- I've learned that at my time here in Virtus and at my time in different internships and mentorships, that's where I've really learned and I've learned more in those um, situations than I did in any classroom at uni. But it's the connections and the best friends that I made and the, the networks 
that was the most important part about it. And I, I would absolutely do it all again. And the fun uni nights. But <laughs> um, what, 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 what's something about uni that you're really, really grateful for? And would you, would you truly, if you had your time again, not do it? I would say the opportunities. So, yeah. and it's how you take those opportunities because I know, and I know of a lot of people that have either done my course or other courses and haven't made friends or haven't made connections at all. Mm. Myself, I'm, I'm a pretty social person. I, I gave myself a lot of opportunities in which I have then, it's led me to where I am today. So I'd say, yeah, like the opportunities, although uni doesn't, necessarily guide you you kind of have to step into it yourself you've got to seek it out yourself and it's yeah without that I think it's pretty hard because like if you do your cert 3-4 okay like maybe people in your class I'm not really sure about the whole setup and stuff but then you go to a business pretty much straight away you don't really get much opportunities in this field this field this field classes whatever it is Um, I'd probably say yeah the opportunities I think that's probably the biggest takeaway yeah I'd tend to agree that and like connections um and yes, I suppose you meet, like Jacob said, you meet so many more people through classes than you would like in a Cert 3-4. Um, I think like maybe if I had my time again, I probably would, yeah, still go to uni, but I probably like one thing I would definitely do is just start working in the industry mm-hmm. like straight away. Like if I had my time a hundred percent, that is like the number one thing I would do is, and everybody literally says it. And when I was hearing people say, I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever, like, but I'm pretty sure it's still you're still allowed to work in the industry if, if you're studying. I don't think yeah, you have I, to be. I did. Quali- yeah. So like, like literally, I would just get a job in a gym straight. Even if I wasn't even coaching, just get a job like just being in the environment, or something. Yeah, being, mm. like doing the admin, being yeah. in the environment, like because you know how it works and it rolls, yeah. and then that's going to build confidence, and then it's not a big shock to the system once you've in finished your degree world. or something. Yeah, and then it's like okay, I've got all this knowledge, then. Which okay, is why I'm so big on with your placements. Like, do placement at a fucking good joint and, mm. like, learn. Or if learn. you're not going to do that, like, just get a job somewhere while you're in uni and you're going to learn on the job. Yeah. And, and I think, like you said, like, I've learned so much more in this last year of coaching um, than I learned at all at uni. And, like, I look back on – I say this all the time, but, like, I look back on myself 12 months ago when I started coaching and, and getting paid for it and, like, how – shit I wasn't coaching <laughs> straight up straight up oh I was so bad but like I, I thought I was good at the time but then like it's it's like then the um like I look back at myself two months ago from now as well and I was like obviously I was better than I was 12 months ago but I was still shit uh, compared yeah. to what I am now and I'll do the same in two months from now like it's it's just like a constant especially in that when you start coaching it's just like a constant cycle of like yeah I'm you know I'm better now than I was two months ago and then I'll look back on myself in two months time from now and be like oh, I was pretty yeah that's then. exactly right like I look back on everything I used to do and I cringe and I just think you know there's going to be stuff in six months time that I'm going to look back on yeah and then cringe like yeah um and this was a topic that was in the podcast uh recently that I clipped up on uh, on Instagram what's something that you two boys look back on in your early days as a coach and you cringe you know it, it's vomit worthy uh I or, think for me uh like pretty niche things like in terms of what I've learned at South Yarra, but like things like, um, cause I started coaching at Kuyong tennis club and before I got the job at South Yarra and like, just like some of the sessions I was doing, like they were, they were okay, but like they weren't that good and like didn't really know much about like, like breathing and bracing and like how to teach someone that. And like, even just like I had pretty shit cues and like, um, I was getting caught up on a lot of like little things and, 
Um, but then in terms of like something, I was watching that reel that you posted and like something that came to mind instantly for me was like the videos that I used to post. Like <laughs> the first few videos I posted, I, I'm never going to go back and watch them because they are so cringe. Oh, I just remember the up? Prime Train one. Oh yeah, actually that <laughs> was, <laughs> that you was called him out. That could have been 35k right. views. Mate, mate, only the best rip on Prime Train. <laughs> yeah, like um, that, that one got about 35k views. So that, did, that did well. Yeah. Yeah, that was my most viewed video no. on, on TikTok. Really? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's it. Go watch the video and Done. then go yeah, comment what? Prime Trains a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope you watch this. <laughs> Not going to be watching. No. Nah. Um, and then everyone tag Prime Chain below. <laughs> um, yeah, but like some of the videos from back in like, I don't know, like, yeah, from a year ago or whenever I made my coaching page, like, Jesus, like, that was so bad. And, like, it'll probably be, again, it'll be another 12 months from now and I'll be looking yeah, back on yeah, these. Yeah, looking, like, looking at the stuff you posted you today. Knew. Yeah. Although we've got some good content today, so you won't yeah, be looking at the did. stuff from today today. No, no. True. True. Uh, for me, I'd say the same, like, the videos. Some of my videos, even, like, a couple of months ago, I'm like, why did I post that? Or, like, some of the stories <laughs> I've done, I'm like, why? Um... And like, I, I guess it's rewarding once you start seeing that. I use it as like motivation that I am getting better. That's it. And I think it's inevitable that it's yeah. just going to be shit in the meantime. You just got to cop it. Um, Until you get a... Just keep posting shit and you'll get better. $10,000 yeah. camera and everything. Yeah. It's well, like you look at like Alex and he's got like a full videographer now that mm. like that he, he, he pays and like obviously he has all his own gear and then he does all the editing for Alex. And like, like that's obviously the, the gold standard, but takes quite a while. It took mm. him 10 years to get there. So, so you, you don't even need that. Like you, can, you can just start with yeah. you know, what the Virtus podcast used to be. It was apparently just voice memos on the iPhone. Sit yeah. around that. No yes. video. Voice memos. Upload that to Spotify. Done. And I guess the thing is as well, there's no right or wrong. There's no... Mm. Nothing telling you... Like f- Even for us, like we don't have to be on social media. Yep. Mm. Uh, I guess now that we're going down the online route, we kind of have to, but we don't have to post videos every day and we don't have to post post or whatever I guess we choose to do that um, and even like Ben Kant who's a yeah. pretty prominent online mm. coach he doesn't post much nah, on socials he's, like he's just a word of mouth yeah. but he's awesome he's yeah. quality I, and when he posts it's quality yeah and I, like I, I like that yeah he still has like 10k followers though like obviously yep. and that shows like how intelligent he is and how many people respect him but yeah like you say he barely posts um, I think something that came to mind then as well was like so many people wait for the perfect conditions to start yes but there's never going to be the perfect conditions so just just start which draws some parallels to the uh, health and fitness journey like oh, I'm, yeah. I'm just waiting until I have more money I'm just waiting until a better time until work's a little bit less hectic but it's even yep. more reason to lean into those things definitely yep, yep. gotta start now gotta start I now I literally did a post about that the best time to plant a tree Hold on. 20 years ago yeah next pl- next best time right now that's a good one did you say that Hey, did you say I that? I mean, I didn't make that up, but did oh, you say I, that? In, I heard you made. Did it you up. say that in a clip? Huh? Maybe I've right. heard that I in the last seven days. Yeah, maybe I think so. Maybe. I, um, yeah, I always think that with like my my thing, it's like fuck. I wish I started coaching as soon as I finished uni, and I wish I made my coaching page as soon as I finished uni. But mm-hmm. like, at least I didn't do it now, or at least I didn't do it yeah tomorrow or a year from now. Like like at least I did it when I did so you can't like just think that like obviously the best time to start is now but you know like, yeah it's, like, a, it's a good way to fucking hate yourself just to yeah. think about <laughs> yeah. what ifs but yeah exactly yeah and there's a lot of other what ifs that could be reversed and it's like well fuck what if I didn't start that early yeah, yeah. exactly right um, back on how we met we're going to do a little bit of uh, pumping up Alex Sandals' tyres <laughs> yeah 
Interesting. Chat about Daddy. how you two met. How did we met? Like us or me and you two? Uh, I think the first time we met face to face was at was that at Melbourne Street Culture? Yeah, Catabasis. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, workshop. Yep. Um, Man was scoring like two hundred. <laughs> one day. One day. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I definitely heard a lot about you. Um, I knew one of your good friends, Charlotte. Um, through my cert three four. Shout outs. Everyone knows Charlotte here. Charlotte. I don't know is Charlotte. An absolute legend of the game. You should know Charlotte. Um, and. Yeah, I, like I'd heard her talk about you and I knew that you were getting coached by Alex and then I think that was the first time we met face-to-face. And, mm. yeah. and like, uh, I think you followed me on Insta before then and yeah. just, I, I knew your face and I knew your name and I think that was, for, were you at Woody's for a bit? Yeah, yeah, I trained at Woodford's for like four years. Yeah, so yeah. I think I'd just probably seen you in the background of his videos yeah, like perhaps it. or like in his content. But yeah, yeah I'd, I'd known of you for a while. It was the first time I met Jacob, and I got to agree yeah. on this aura thing. Like he just had, just had a, <laughs> just the way he carried himself, very confident man, well spoken, and it was something I just, just still do really respect about you. Yeah, thank you. Um, that was the first time we met, correct? Yeah, um, first time, and then you were just everywhere after that. I you remember can't escape him. T- totem, 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 yeah. everywhere. That's actually a good point. Literally, yeah, I. I, I uh, literally everyone talks about all these people in the industry and I, I think I've only just honestly come into the industry in the last six months and really starting to know all these names like um, who's that guy that Alex just did the podcast with oh, Eugene Eugene I've never oh. I've never heard of Eugene so there's so many people that I like have never heard of um, but yeah after I, I met you it just blew up like I just felt like you were everywhere it's a, it's yeah. a good little community uh, the Strength and conditioning and health and fitness. It's yeah, awesome. Well, it's yeah. honestly awesome. I love it. Yeah, it's right. It's like the it's like the car analogy. Like you you get a car, you buy a new car, and then all of a sudden you start yeah. seeing that car everywhere. Like when I got that my territory so down there, all of a sudden I'm seeing black territories pop up everywhere. <laughs> or it's like as soon as you like you want to want something. Yeah. Just as soon as you start thinking about it, but it just makes you realise that it's always there. But it's unless you start yeah and acknowledge that that thing it's okay. <laughs> you don't see it. Yeah. Um, and then did we, did, were you always then doing, I don't know how long after that we started doing Alex's, um, uh, business mentorship. Yeah. It would have only been a couple of months and we did yeah. the mentorship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think um, that was actually the day that he pitched Trinity to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the business mentorship we started obviously before that, um, but yeah. Before what? Before Trinity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What, what is Trinity? For those who don't know. <laughs> Fuck, I don't even know. <laughs> Trinity. If someone don't tell them too a, much. Yeah, if someone asked me to give an elevator picture Trinity, I'd actually, I'd actually go blank. <laughs> yeah, I'd just be like, oh, just go on strengthofsard.com. Um, that's probably Strengthofsard.com slash Trinity. Yeah. Um, it's literally everything. Yeah, it's just how to become... How to become Alex. <laughs> no. it's, it's, yeah, so it's a mentorship. It's essentially, yeah, a mentorship that involves... Um, I don't know, the Trinity is like three parts. I can't even think of them think off the like, my congruence competence yeah. and confidence you've been yeah. doing your homework I think yeah, yeah. I, I, I could be very wrong but you have that I think it was three C's hand, you? <laughs> um, <laughs> tattooed on me yeah <laughs> um, and it's essentially a 12 month mentorship and just teaching us basically everything he knows and giving us every resource he has mm-hmm. it's it's bloody amazing like yeah I mean we've only just started but like just the value that I can see in it is and it's the the one word that comes to mind for it is going to be life changing. 
Yeah. And I think that's a similar thing to what everyone's sort of, every, the 10 of us that are doing it have sort of seen but in it. We've only had one face-to-face intensive and I said to Alex straight after, I'm like, mate, like the, the deposits just pay for itself in that yeah. weekend mm. and there's still another 12 months to go. Exactly. Mm. Exactly, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's essentially like an all-encompassing business development, coach development. Yeah. There's like some biochemistry stuff. There's um, yeah, strength and conditioning, athlete development, everything. Yeah, Everything. yeah, and how to and do with complex s- like psychological problems. Yeah, yeah, yep. crazy nutrition stuff. Which I think mm. this, the psychology and the nutrition side of it are two things that I'm really excited for because I feel like I don't know. I'm I'm competent enough now. Like obviously I'm going to get better, but I think I'm competent enough now to coach and program and do all that side of it. And you know, the, I've got like I've done some online coaching, so like I've got like the sort of how to conduct a check in roughly down pat and that side of it. But the the side that I think Alex is really ahead of everyone else on and and you know just like a general just like your average online coach is that that uh psychology side of it and he mm-hmm. said he said recently like he's pretty much just become a psychologist now to a lot of his clients and he's doing um he's doing some like psychology work with a psychologist so he can get better at providing that side of of uh coaching to his clients which obviously just like goes to show like how dedicated he is to that yeah. thing but i think the other thing he's really good at is that like gut health and and like the it's really like kind of yeah like things like you know blood work and stuff like that which is like the more in-depth things is, is what i'm really excited for. yeah and that's one thing i really respect about him is how much he invests in his own education and upskilling like he practices what he preaches you need to um what was the thing that sort of before you started Trinity, like just drew you to Alex because like, did you both start coaching with him or you, you coached I've, by him? Yeah, I've had a bit of coaching from him. Um, what, what sort of drew you to him as a client? Um, I think just how, yeah, just, I think, so I, he was teaching my Cert 3-4. I've actually done two intakes of that under him just because I joined one and then I couldn't start that intake, but then footy season finished. And so I was, that was the reason I couldn't do it. And so then he was like, oh, we'll just come down for the last half of it and then your actual intake can be the next one. Um, so I've pretty much done like, you know, like uh, over one and a half intakes of a Cert 3-4 with him. And um, through that whole time, like he was sort of just like the wisdom he has and the knowledge he has is just so great that you almost like, I almost felt like I couldn't not get coached by him. Um, and yeah, just like he just knew the answers to everything and like he really, really helped me in terms of like my not so much the training side of it, but all the other side of it, like the nutrition and the hydration and the um, the habits and all that kind of, and all the really technical things for my triathlon and, and like really helped me out there. So I think that was sort of the big benefit I got out of it. And I'm, I'm restarting coaching with him this week. So pretty excited to get kind of that side of it um, back down pat. Mm. What's Jacob, because you haven't known Alex as long... No, first time I met him was at the yeah. Catabasis. What were like your first impressions of Alex then and what sort of drew you to Trinity? I don't know. I guess it's his his confidence in the room. Like when he's there and his presence, um, everyone kind of just like stops and listens or stops and looks or mm. th- that kind of thing. Um, I, I tell you what, and like speaking of having an aura about it, like... Yeah, yeah that literally. Aura. And I feel like that's like part of like the psychology thing that like he's probably going to teach us is, you know, and that confidence is like, that's probably why he gets so many clients because he just portrays that confidence and has the confidence and people think, yeah. I can trust this guy. Mm. Yeah, literally. The, the way he carries himself and the way he talks, like I, 
I um I did a few workshops at Woody's back in the day, like 2017, like long time ago. And Alex was maybe interning or maybe he was working there at the time. I'm not too sure. But then followed his socials and just the way he carried himself on socials and the way he talked. I actually thought he was a bit of a strange cat, but I loved that. I loved that he had the confidence to just be himself. Yeah. And I couldn't look away and sort of followed his journey from 2017 up until, well, up until now. And yeah, I just really, really respect the way he carries himself. And yeah, that aura. Incredible. 100%. Something I um, hope to emulate. Yeah, yep, definitely. Fingers crossed. You got your phone handy, can it? I do. Oh, you're in trouble. I don't even know where it is out there. While we're getting up these viewer questions, favourite thing about, like, we're just fucking pumping up Alex Sandalis' head, but yep. one, one last thing before we move on. Favourite thing about Alex Sandals and best thing, best takeaway from your time with him? I guess I'm spending so much time on Sad, um, just because he's the reason we're here got right the shirt now. On. Got the shirt on. Yeah, represent. Um, I think for me, it's he. He's literally just become like a, almost like a not a, a father to me. <laughs> daddy, 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 sad. daddy, daddy no, sad. Literal daddy like, sad. Like such a mentor to me, and mm. like the number one mentor. It's like almost like an older brother kind of situation where, like, not taking away from my older brother, but like, <laughs> um, literally, like, like he's just. He's he's just gonna be that guy that's gonna change my life. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I I I see the same. Like in terms of a mentor, he's kind of like ticks all the boxes, um, and something, and possesses the traits that I aspire to, um, one day uphold. Um, yeah, for me, I th- I think that's it. Mm. He's uh, he's really shifted a lot of beliefs that I've once held, and like really improved my relationship with food of all things, which. I might get into a little later because I'm looking at one of the questions here. What's one thing you've changed your mind over over the past year? So that's yep. something I'll chat about in that. Um, yeah, he's, he's shifted a lot of beliefs in me that have ultimately put me on a really, really good path. I think shifting beliefs, and that's something he's touched on, but if you are looking for a mentor, whether it's within the industry that we're in or, or anything uh, at all, I think you need to have a mentor that does shift those beliefs. Um, I think that's the purpose of a mentor. If they need shifting. Love it. Well, we've spent uh, yeah, okay. we've spent Stop. a good fifteen minutes at least kissing Daddy Sard's ass, Daddy which we love. He, he deserves yeah, he, his ass to be kissed. That should be a d- bit of a discount there, off something. Yeah, Daddy yeah. Sard, hit us up. Fifty dollar reward. I want the green one. Yeah, the car. Please. please. Cool. Uh, Strength of Sard on Instagram for those that don't know Alex or strengthofsard.com to look at his uh, coaching services. Or just follow us because no doubt he'll yeah. he'll be he'll be around. That's it. Um, viewer question time Got a lot from Jay Hall Miletti <laughs> Shout out Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy He followed me the other day I see him everywhere now I see him everywhere He's one of the great men of the industry Isn't Just he? a genuine human He was he was interning when I was doing my uh, 2019 workshop at Woody's uh, It's been good to sort of follow him And see his growth from yeah. you know, oh, Quiet I, intern to really really good coach I was training at Woodford's When he started coaching there And fuck like I was literally talking to um, one of the girls I work with today who knows him. And like, I was saying like when he first started, he was so shy. So like, Mm. just like, like he was barely giving me any cues. Like, I don't want to say shit coach, but compared to like what he is now, like, and he's just so like much more confident and like really good coach, like coaches, athletic development, powerlifting, like obviously like gem pop, like, and he's just like, really and he's just such a nice guy as well like if you hate brick like i don't know 
what's wrong with you. Yeah, he's one. And not that they've killed your not, family. Not that they've too much to do, <laughs> to do with him. This is a uh, PG-rated podcast. <laughs> kind of. Oh, mate. Um, but yeah, he's one of those people that's almost impossible to dislike. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. First question from J-Hole. What are your training goals over the next year and what are you trying to achieve? I've never tracked calories um, or done like a bulk or, or lifted like heavy and, and followed like a very, very structured program. Um, I've, I've trained, I've only recently got into like the gym stuff probably just before uni. So three, just over three years. Um, for me, I'm, I'm probably looking over the next 12 months, especially after I get back from Europe. Um, I don't know how the body's going to (laughs) be in terms of shape wise. Um, but going through like a, a properly structured, I don't know, uh, program, whether I, I do like a little bit of a, a, good bulk and, and put some good weight on um but i'm looking to do that with a coach yeah um just for that accountability as well and like you, the things that eating more food do for your performance goals as well like mm. it's almost like unspoken and it should be spoken about more because we, we always correlate being in a surplus and eating more to putting on weight and muscle but yeah. like, and then it makes sense but what that does for your performance <laughs> in the gym it's fucking mind-blowing and a lot of 100%. the big a lot of the big PRs that I've ticked off in recent times have been I'd almost say directly due to the fact that I'm just eating more food yeah yeah okay um I so playing back playing footy this year after a about a 12 month hiatus um and so at the moment just loving playing footy and, and obviously training for that um and enjoying just having more fun with that I think at the end of this year, I'm going to do a powerlifting comp, um, which I won't have long to train for, but it'll be more so just to uh, get that exposure to it. So I have more confidence coaching. At the moment, we've got a we've got an in-house powerlifting comp at South Yarra Strength on the 20th of May, um, and all the coaches have got clients doing it. So um, coaching, coaching through that, and that'll be... Obviously, it's pretty nervous for me because I've never... All I've done is gone and watched one um, and been exposed to a bit in the gym. But, yeah, it's a bit of a nerve-wracking experience. Um, but it'll be really good good for my development. Um, but I think doing one, like we were talking about on the gym floor, like if I've done one, it'll it'll make it so much easier to coach someone through. Yeah, practicing yep. what you preach. Yeah, yep, absolutely. And that's a big belief I have. And, and it's, not, it's part of the reason why I'm in such a heavy surplus at the moment and trying to put on such a uh, big amount of weight is that because I will no doubt one day, well, hopefully one day I'm coaching someone that wants to do the same and put on a heap of weight or lose weight and whatever. So I want to I want, I want to feel what they feel when they're eating excess of 3,500 calories and know the struggles that come along with that. Same when you're in a heavy deficit. Not that I haven't had a deficit phase yet, but when I no doubt get to that, I want to know what that feels like to be on restricted calories just so I can provide as much wisdom and help to my client as possible. I'd love to do a powerlifting comp one day so I can know those struggles. Yeah. Like we were saying on the gym floor, I'm not overly confident with um, coaching Olympic lifts because it's not something I've really done myself. So I want to I want to go and get an Olympic lifting coach and mm. really le- really lean into that so I can provide value to my clients. Um, the Dunning-Kruger effect, I saw a really... Actually, I think the man Alex shared this the <laughs> other day. Like, I don't think the Dunning-Kruger effect is real. Like maybe you're not doubting yourself. Maybe you actually just do have really, really shit knowledge at the thing you're trying to teach and yeah. that's why you're not confident. The reason I'm not confident at coaching Olympic lifts isn't because I'm doubting myself. It's because I actually know fuck all about coaching Olympic lifts. 
True. Um, I think exposing yourself to, so as, as a coach, exposing to yourself to as many different uh, modalities of training as you can is huge for your development. And yeah, like you say, being able to coach someone like, now I've done a triathlon, I've done endurance events and I want to do it in the future. But now that I've done one, like I can competent, I reckon I can competently coach someone through a, 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 a prep for a half Ironman or a full Ironman or a marathon or whatever they want to do because I've had that exposure myself and I've been through the process and you just, you can, most of the, most things you can just rinse and repeat. Copy and paste. Yeah. yeah. And I think clients want to see their coach practicing what they preach. If they see like they're hiring you and they, I can see that you've done a triathlon, they're going to want to be coached by you. Like a soccer player is going to want to be coached by you yeah. because that's what you've had a lot of experience at. I had a client, they, um, they used to tell me every time I posted like v- or stories or videos of myself training or like struggling when I'm lifting or something like that. They used to love it because I think our clients or people that watch us think we're gods and we can lift all yeah. this weight and we're professionals in, in terms of the performance, but we're human. Humanises, um, yeah. 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 Any more on that? Huh? Any more to add on that? No, I think that was... Well then, what is something that you've changed your mind on over the past year? Training or nutrition from J-Hole again. J-Hole. <laughs> Providing... Uh, I said before that ice baths is definitely actually something I've changed my mind on. And I did a, I did a post on this. Um, and I literally said, just because someone's changed, just because a coach has changed their mind on, on a topic over the last few years, doesn't mean that they, it takes any credibility away from that's essentially the essence of the post. And like, for me, that that's something like that is ice baths and icing and that around recovery versus allowing um a bit of inflammation and you know like using heat or something instead and, and using blood flow um using movement as medicine versus um restricting movement and and restricting that blood flow um so yeah i think for recovery and things ice baths is probably that that thing that main thing that comes to mind for me yeah, I guess the last 12 months, I always wanted to go, just because of my sporting background, I always wanted to go down that athlete route. Um, little did I realise everyone's an athlete, similar to the setup you guys have here in terms of you have an athlete development program, but it's for everyone, not just yeah. athletes. So I guess from that, I've taken a different route in terms of not wanting to necessarily work with... My, my main passion, honestly, is with the gen pop people. Yeah. Um, I find that's where I'm my best coach, like my best self. Um, and I, that's what I enjoy most, like dealing with the everyday people who have the everyday problems. And the challenges that they face. And I love it. Seriously, unless you are coaching at a proper elite level of sport where it is their full-time job, yep. then even the athletes that you're coaching, their general population. Gen pop. Yep. They're all gen pop. Yeah, 100%. Yep. And, and obviously they might need a bit more athletic development-based stuff, but mm. yeah, you still have to manage their life stresses <laughs> where in a football club where where you know it's their full-time job, they've got everything managed for them and, and they're basically babied to have no life stresses outside of yeah. their sport because the club wants them performing at their best. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think actually one that I just thought of that's a really important one is just, and I know you definitely agree with this, is like like optimal and like what is optimal? Like what, like something that I, like I was always like so obsessive with my footy because I was never, I was never like naturally talented and always had to work really hard. So I made sure everything was like down pat and perfect and 
I think that carried over a little bit when I started coaching and I thought, right, well, this is doing this. So it's got to, then I've got to do this as well. And then I can't do this here. And like, I was thinking everything had to be really like specifically optimal and, you know, whether it was training or nutrition or, you know, what days you train or um, your habits or what time you go on to bed and, and recovery and things like that. But like you say, like the gen pop, like it's not, training is just like a, a something that they do to keep themselves mentally and physically happy and able. And so I think, um, I suppose optimal training is never for most 99% of people is never going to happen. Like, I think we've all had an optimal phase. And I think <laughs> why we now beat up on optimal so mm. much is because we've been through that phase and then you have your your belief shift and you realise how unnecessary it is and then you almost, like, get angry at yourself and the whole optimal movement and we just start beating up on it. It's correct. Like, it's just it's completely unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. Do um, you have one for that? Yeah, and my, mine's probably optimal in regards to nutrition. I was in a big phase, uh, late 2020, pretty much all of 2021 before I started working with Alex where I thought I had to be eating like all organic, all organic grass fed and, really? and veg and fruit. And like, it was almost like orthorexia, mate. Yeah. It was cause like I, I had some like bad skin and gut stuff going on at the time. So I thought, all right, to reduce that sort of inflammatory load and the burden on my gut, like I've just got to eat all organic, organic. organic fruit and veg, grass fed beef, no like fucking gut irritants, no gluten, like, yeah. And then I, w- I went on a three-month, like, cleanse where it was, um, you know, only organic fruit and veg. Actually, no, no fruit. It was no um, sugar, no carbs. So it was only organic veg, grass-fed meat and fish. Not grass-fed grass fed fish. Not grass-fed <laughs> fish. <laughs> what fish are you eating? <laughs> <laughs> only wild-caught fish, gra- grass-fed beef. Did that for three months and I'll, my skin and everything was just in a worse state. And, okay. that, and that's when I started working with Alex and then found that stress was a big key to the puzzle for me and then made some good gains and then lockdown ended because that was a big catalyst in me doing this cleanse all it's like well i'm locked down i've just moved to mornington yeah don't really know anyone here other than my work colleagues i've got nothing else to do might as well just do this cleanse i'm not gonna be missing out on anything yeah and then yeah as soon as lockdown finished and like that first night it opened up i went out drank eating pizza shit food and then within a week skin had calmed down gut stuff we can't like everything was sort of like on the improve and it's like fuck i've just spent three months like doing what i thought was optimal nutrition for my symptoms at the time and now i'm like do- flipping that on its head yeah and i'm improving better. complete so opposite stress was a huge it's crazy like st- and you know that could be could have been the stress from being in lockdown and being isolated from my friends and family and also what i think was a huge piece of the puzzle stress from having to fucking dial in on this shitty uh nutritional protocol that I was yeah. on. When you had no joy in your life anyway because you were locked inside your house. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, I wouldn't say I was depressed at that. I fucking absolutely wouldn't say I was depressed at that time, but I certainly wasn't having fun and yeah. laughing yeah. and smiling every day, that's for sure. Was there anything in particular that you did to reduce the stress that like you think back and you go like A, B and C, that was the things that I did? Uh, it was just enjoying all food and just like because I would – Back before I did the cleanse, I would eat something like a pizza or something with some gluten or whatever and think, oh, fuck, this is going to make my skin fucking flare up. And I'd stress about eating it and then I'd be like fucking constantly like looking in the mirror and seeing how like if I'm fucking, if I'm flaring up or not. And I yeah. think, so like just stopping the obsession with my symptoms and with what I'm eating was just the big thing. Psychologically? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I had to do a lot of work yeah, mentally. Yeah. yeah that's crazy. And, yeah. And now it's the same thing. Like 
skin's random, man. There are so many like factors, but yeah. um, do you reckon that was the number one thing that Alex fixed up? Was the, the oh stress? yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, stress and just the relationship with food. Like I'm eating fucking gluten pretty much every day now. Yeah. Did that take a while? Like that process? Uh, yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, because yeah, I was yeah, obviously it's not a short term fix where people yeah. do have all these problems, whether it is skin or or something else, mm. and it's like I want it done straight away. Whereas yeah, you kind of uh, have to yeah. grind. I around if I looked back on old check in notes and notes in my tracker from you know late 2021 there'd be a lot of like sort of struggles in there and regression yeah ebbs and flows but yeah ultimately the graph sort of trending up that's the journey though mm. you gotta yeah you gotta go down and you gotta come up There's gonna be ups and downs and it's gonna take time time funny funny jeremy buzzillo comment here huge potty lots of strength by side operators which we love <laughs> <laughs> yeah well he hasn't, he Good hasn't enough pumping up jack reed Reedy. Reedy. what are each of your definitions of success in your life I think for me, what will make me feel success in life is helping people and seeing, and that's something I love about coaching so much at the moment is like seeing people, how happy people get when they improve. Um, and I think that's where, when I can impact someone's life so much more than just with training with when I have online coaching, like it's just going to go to a whole nother level of like, and at the end of the day, like, most coaches I feel like deep down that's all they really want is like and that's why they love the industry is because they love seeing people you know like improve and how happy that makes them um True. I mean the, the good ones anyway like <laughs> well, but there's so, there's people out there who would just just want that I care yeah and another transaction about their clients um and so yeah I don't know just for me like seeing seeing how happy people can get when you genuinely transform their life and solve a problem for them or solve 10 problems and yeah it it's really motivating and really empowering to sort of keep keep going and, and getting better and, and being able to solve more and more issues how do you go with accepting uh gratitude and compliments i'm, I'm bad with it I yeah no it's fun my housemate is so bad at like getting like <laughs> presents and things you like can't yeah. open them in front of people and, yeah um but my yeah like i'm fine like i I, you know, if someone says like, oh my God, like you fixed me. So I, I like yeah. genuinely just like smile and like, I love it. It's like, it, yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've had a lot of experiences and um, encounters with, uh, especially parents of young people that I've coached and like, they're, they're so grateful for the work I've done with them. And I, I just, I, I don't do well with uh, getting compliments. And like, there's a lot of um, older clients on the gym floor that, you know, give me a lot of love and look after me a lot. And I, it's like, fuck, I'm not deserving yeah, of your love. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. JV? Um, in terms of success uh, as a career, definitely. Um, definitely that aspect. But I think success individually as well, I think just being content. For me, life's fucking crazy. And to for me to be actually successful in who I am as a person is that contentment. And it is broad and it's not very specific, but I think you kind of know when you are content. Um for me, definitely the last 12 months, I'm starting to become more content than I have ever been before. So I'm starting to be a little bit more successful in that individual aspect of myself. Love it. And my, yeah, my, mine's very similar to you two. Like, I, I just want to, if I'm living a life by my, well, if it's aligned with my values, then I'm successful. And that is, and that is health, time, and people. So I want to make health based decisions for myself and set a good example for the people that I coach and the people that are close to me. Uh, freedom of time so that I can spend it with the people who are my third value that I love and the people that I'm uh, 
coaching and I can give my all to them as well. Um, if I'm if I'm ticking those three things off, then that's that's a really successful life for me. Like, I don't know. it's just all about experiences for me. I want to experience as much as I absolutely possibly yep. can. Definitely, I think. Um, um, yeah, with the people that you want to do it with. I think that, that another word that comes to mind for me is freedom. Like, and having whether that's you know like time or money or um, yeah whatever it is. Like, and those two definitely play into each other. Is you know if you can if you can make more money then you can have more time and usually you, when you're working or whatever, you're trading one of them. Mm. And yeah, like for me, it's it's being kind of probably taking a bit of both your points there, but like, you know, living in a place that makes me feel content and happy and, and free and um, being able to wake up and, and do the things that I want to do. And obviously, you know, until you retire, you're never going to be able to stop working, but it's just like... Yeah, like you say, just being able to do the things you want to do at the times you want to do them and, um, I don't know, wake up and go for a swim in the beach and, and then come back and have a coffee and then, you know, start working or whatever. And, like, that would just be, like, such a... If you could do that... If I could do that every morning, I'd just be content. Yeah. I'm 100 metres from the beach and I need to be doing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's the first thing you think of. As if you're not. Just, I know. Yeah, I know. Um, oh, the weather's not ideal, to be honest. Mate. Well, you get in the ice bath, mate. The beach wouldn't be as cold as that. Oh, my heart. Oh, I'm going to have a heart attack. <laughs> I, was heart attack. <laughs> I thought you were going to die. I, I thought I was going to die. I was scared for you. I was like, if my chest keeps tightening, something's going to happen here. Did you feel like you were panicking? <laughs> I don't know. Like, nah. Like, I was, I felt like I was in control. Yeah. But, like, it just, my hands just kept vibrating more and more and more. And my chest just kept getting tighter. And it's it uncomfortable, like hey. 10 seconds. Yeah, I need to do it more. Yeah. It's almost like a tipping point. If you can get past like the three minute mark, then yeah. Yeah, you're right. And everything just sort of goes numb and it's like, hmm, I'm going to push this for another couple yeah. of I think yeah. if I had have kept going to that fourth minute with Jaco, it would have been fine. But like, I was just like, yeah, I was freaking out. And I think it's a good opportunity to just be, pr- as you said, like being present. Oh, man, it's, it's, my, it's my stillness. Like, mm. you're not thinking about anything else other than trying not to die and freeze. See, I, but I think that's that was the problem <laughs> because. Yeah, you, you were talking a bit and like freaking out, like my chest, like yeah. you were thinking about it. Yeah, I, 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 like I literally got in there and my first thirty seconds, like I was, I thought I was gonna get out. Like it was, it was uncomfortable, and then I just like controlled my breathing, not even thinking about it, but just like sitting there and being present. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was breathing too hard. I was going, <sighs> yeah, you were going nut. We'll, like, we'll clip this up and post, but like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was, I thought that was gonna help, and then yeah, I should just relax. Wim you Hoff. were telling me to relax, yeah. and I, was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can get Jacob to that at the end. That can be the closing scene. No Jacob. way. What's it I don't know. I've Do just seen that. It? Oh, he gets in a horse pose. Horse. Come on, Charles. Come on, Charles. That's these ones. I'll do it at the end. <laughs> we'll get all at the same time. Yes. Oh, Chief, sync. Chief that shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh. I was going to say something. I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> Too busy talking about Daddy Win. Um, I love it. Right. It's going to come back to me. We do have one more question. BTV Reflections. Oh. Who, who performed? This is from uh, Coxie. Coxie. Shout out Jason. Coxie. I, I was actually at BTV as well, and he just wants to know who performed better. Were you there? Yeah, I didn't see you two there, though. But no. I, I would have known you both and known your faces enough that if I did see you, I would have gone. Yeah. Fucking. Yeah. I would have lost it. Yeah. Mate, um, oh, well, you, you can be included. Well, I suppose me versus Jacob. That's Come on. Did you just go together? No. Okay. Nah. But, so, Jacob and I were like peak like early friendship then and or like no we've no, we'll, been mates for a yeah, while we'll but like 
I wouldn't say we're as close then as we are now. No. Um, but like we were kind of like talking about it so much. We we're like, oh, I can't wait for VTV. It's going to be so fun. Um, and then we literally like you came over to my, our camps were so far from each other, but you came to my camp once and then we were drinking for a bit there. And then we went and then we went back to your camp and then I didn't even know what happened there. But then, but then I know what, I know what happened. Oh, okay. Here <laughs> I know what happened. And then, uh, and then on the last night I just saw Jacob, like out, we were just walking from like the main stage to whatever the, the second one was. And Jacob, I just like, I just heard, I think you like yelled my name out yeah. and like, I just looked over and it was him just like, and he was just in all sorts. Like he, he's like, what was it? Your knee was, or your ankle? No, my, I felt as though my, this, that burst artist firing up again. No, no, my car, I felt as though my calf had to detached from where it was meant to be attached. I couldn't walk. I was oh, gonski. The amount of laps I did of that uh, festival ground. Yeah. How many steps were you clocking up a day? Oh, like, like too many like I had this my garment on as well and like I was doing like yeah it would have been a good like 30,000 steps yeah, 30, at least. 40, I think 35 was my biggest day. yeah um, well, but like uh, and then I think like the problem with BTV is like there's no even if there's good service like it's so slow because there's so many people there and so <laughs> I was like texting you and just like 10 minutes later it would come through and we'd be talking about which doof stick we're near yeah. and then like I'd be like oh I'm near this one and then 10 minutes later you'd get the text and be like oh I'm near this one and 10 minutes later I'd get the text and look for it and go find it and you wouldn't be there anymore yeah, yeah it was just like I don't know it was chaos but it's you like, have to answer the question yeah actually I was about to say so back to the question oh who, who performed, performed better? better who performed better well I don't know if we have a good enough indicator but okay wait I've, I've got an argument okay you were there for three days. Yeah, and you were there for four. I was there for four days. Was the first day worth it, though? It was awesome. Okay. I yeah. loved it. I don't know, but maybe I went harder in those three days. Mate, you were, you were all sorts. You were just running around. You just... Oh, I wish I could get into into the specifics. 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 <laughs> um, we'll leave that for another day. What uh, was your, like, favourite moment or favourite couple of moments, favourite act, whatever, your highest... Your highest serotonin moments of uh, Beyond the Valley? The Stum. Stum set was <sighs> sick. And I was with like a couple of my best mates. It was in the middle of the day. And like, we were just like a little bit drunk. And like, I don't even know. No, I don't even think we drank anything. But it was just like awesome. It was like nice weather. Um, we were just standing in like in the mosh pit. And just like, it was elite. Um, what was another really good one? Um, Laura King was sick. I saw Laura King. Oh, no, actually, no. Number one by far was like, uh, what was it? Nelly Furtado. <sighs> oh, mate. My housemate and I are obsessed with like that kind of music, like the, the early, the 2000s music. And like when that went on, like we were just, it was like, again, like all just like my best mates. Like it was just like the most unreal situation ever. And then into Dom Dollar. And I don't love Dom Dollar's music, but like, that set was, was he was sick. insane. He and took like, the piss. Yeah, it was so good. And like that, probably it was probably th- over the the two hours that those two were playing. Like it was just like serotonin peaking. Yeah, mm. he took the piss, and he went half an hour overtime. So that was like yeah. two hours. Oh, yeah. did he? That, that's fucking work to be standing there dancing yeah. for that long. Yeah, it was it was so loud as well. After that, like I was just like couldn't hear a thing. But yeah. how bad is the week after? Oh, going I, back to reality. I'll tell you what, I actually wasn't too bad. And like, I've had 
big festivals in the past. Yeah. I felt that, but I um I meal prepped and made sure I had like See, I, I, I packed my sardines <laughs> and shit and had my boiled eggs and my salmon and I yeah. got a heap of nutrients into me while I was there. Yeah. Fucking, I didn't. I don't think I drank water. I drank hydrolite the whole time. So yeah. Water, but I was I like, was pretty well fine afterwards. I got back on obviously on the first and yeah. then I left for America for seven weeks on the fifth and so I had like four days and I didn't even want to go to America. I wasn't even looking forward to America for like until I was at the airport the whole time between BTV and and when I left like I just wanted to go back to BTV and like I know you were saying the same all my mates were saying the same we were just like just take me back like yeah. it, was, it was actually a great like festival and it's we just, were considering not even going it's just because like no one when you're there like when you're at a festival no one cares and that's yeah. and this is back on that freedom and liberty <sighs> chat like it's uh, they're a different world festival. yeah it's, it's um, you can be yourself you, you can you do can, whatever you, you want can truly there's just no rules. Yeah. And Literally. no one's going to remember it, like, if you do something stupid. <laughs> you can, but you, oh, not defined stupid, but you can do yeah. stupid stuff. Yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. Yeah. What about you? What I'm was the, your uh, favourite? I'm quite the same. Like, yeah. well, actually, Patrick Topping on night two, my yeah, night one was, was sick. phenomenal. I um, I quite enjoyed, yeah, Nelly Furtado and then into Patrick Topping because, like, we had quite a big group, but they were, we were pretty split up for the whole festival. And then there were some of them that only got there on like the very last day. So we we're pretty well split up and never all together at one time. But like on that night, on that set, all those two sets, like all 20 of us, just our big group. And there's a lot of love it's in the, the air. It's just awesome. Right. So good. And like Phenomenal. when New Year's just like, just like clicks over and like, you know, you just like, it, yeah, it, it's genuinely just like so much like happiness. It's, and like, it's yeah. pure happiness yeah. when it yeah. rushes yeah. through your body. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you can't describe it. It's yeah. really sick. So good. Um, yeah, what a time. But, good uh, times. Yeah. Coaches that practice what they preach here. We're, we're allowed, allowed to have a fun time. I know. Eight you have to. Away. Balance, balance, yeah, exactly. balance. All about There's balance. No point <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> There's no point living <laughs> if you're not going to have fun. <laughs> and we're going to end on that. There's no point yeah. living from Lockie Kennett. <laughs> <laughs> Don't live. Just, just. There's no point. <laughs> Um, is oh. there anything else you want to add before we sign off? We're at an hour and fifteen minutes now. We've been going well. Uh, no, I just love first performance. Absolutely. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the joint? Gym. Good to get you I finally down here. We've been talking about it for a while. I mm. love this gym. It is so cool. Like, like look at this. Like, yeah. Just this is your podcast room. They've this got. Is mad. They've literally got every. Jake and I were joking about it. They literally have everything. Like I was like, oh Tyler, have you got this? He was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Off you went. Like, they have ice bath. They have a sick gym set up. There's a Ath's track, 100 metres that way. There's a footy field and a soccer field just out the back of the place and they have a door onto that. Like, And they have dogs running around yeah, that are cute as. They have a basketball hoop. Like They have a fridge stocked full of Rockaby Farms. <laughs> go to drink. Um, like recovery stuff, like a sauna, compression boots, obviously the ice bath. like Physio, exercise phys. Yeah, yeah, nutrition. Like It's genuinely a great... And the t- like everyone here is like, like team's the awesome. Team is like awesome as well. Um, yeah, I love it. It's very well, like a welcoming space, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's not. It's what we strive for. Right? Yeah, about, no credit to you. Yeah, about about creating an environment where people want to show up, which is half the battle. Like showing oh, up and having a good mm. relationship with health and, fit, health and fitness. Like that's, yeah. If I was coming here every day, for. I'd be bursting out of my skin to get here to train. Mm. Like it's just awesome, and that's like something that yeah, I suppose you strive. Like every gym strives to create is somewhere where people can't wait to turn up to. That's it. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice place for me to come and do work, and I could imagine it's a nice place to come and train as well. Mm. Definitely. Uh, anything else you want to chat about? Any any closing topics? Tell the world about yourself, where they can find you. Closing spiel. Barlow Coaching. You can look me up. 
You've got to type it in the URL though, barlowcoaching.com. If you search up in Google, it doesn't come up yet. Yeah, I don't know why. You've got to do yeah. that SEO optimization, man. Yeah. Maybe. I've got to get on top of it. Um, Instagram, TikTok. All, all Barlow Coaching? Barlow Coaching. Yep. Yeah. Um, long story to get to that name, but I'll save that for another day. It's, um, <laughs> oh, it's pretty pretty tough, mate. Your last name and coaching. Mate, I had four different to- like names. And then I accidentally like bought the domain from the wrong domain. So then I had to change and buy another domain. Oh, it was a shit show. <laughs> shit show. So I'm, I'm with Barlow Coaching and it's stuck and, and I like it. Yeah, you cool. still call me JBSC or something. Yeah, that's your name I got used to. So. JBSC. Yeah, shout out. Kenneth, where can the people find you? Uh, coach underscore Kenneth, K-E-N-N-E-T-T. It's not one N and it's not one T. Um <laughs> Two N's, two T's. Uh, that's Instagram, TikTok. Yeah, I feel like they're the only two important ones now. Anyway, yeah. Um, hey, don't sleep on LinkedIn. True. I need. Yeah. Oh, I was looking at that. I need to get on top of it. Yeah. For my corporate yeah. stuff, like. Yeah, big. true. It'd be good for you. Um, and then yeah, coachkennett.com. Type it into the URL and book in for some coaching. Yeah, baby. And watch this space. Yeah, watch this watch space. Watch this space. Watch this this space. <laughs> there could wait, there could be this, but with you soon. Don't yes. don't so, give away too I'm, much. I'm keen to be in the uh the the receiving the, the non host chair. The yeah. hot seat. You'll be yeah. in the hot seat. Hot seat. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward that, to that. That's, uh, what, that that could be coming soon. Yeah, what what does the next few months look like before we close off? Like goals, ambitions. Um, what do we hope to tick off? Survive Europe. Yep. <laughs> Get back from Europe in one piece. Yeah. <laughs> Unlikely, but go. I'll be best on. Yeah, right. I hope the other boys aren't watching this because they're going to roast <laughs> me if I just call like claim to best on. He's <laughs> um, going early. I think for me, just keep keep developing and building out all of my systems and try and keep developing that online coaching side of it. Um, and then once Jacob gets back, yeah, we're moving in together. together hey. um, yeah, maybe, maybe haven't, not. Haven't well. I haven't finalised anything. Shotgun top bunk. <laughs> Shotgun left-hand side of the bed. Yes. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I don't know. Just, just keep keep doing what I'm doing. Just enjoying the it. industry. Yeah. Yeah, good. Because we're young. Very young. Good. What about you? Uh, same, Much the same as Jacob. Survive Europe. If I can get yes. back from Europe still above 80 kilos, I'd be pretty happy, although I'm, I'm starting to doubt it. You reckon you'll drop below? Yeah, well, I, I was up to 83 yeah. for a little bit there and then had a little bit of stuff with the head and I stopped training for yeah. a few weeks and stopped tracking nutrition on that as well. Yeah. And now I'm back down to like below 81 as of today. So Okay, yeah. I'll, um, yeah, I'll keep feeding that as much as I can over the next 37 days yeah. and then try and sustain while I'm away. I love that. Love That's it. awesome. Sick, boys. I'm so glad we uh, got around to this. It's, uh, it's lived up to expectations and it was as good as I thought it would be. Hopefully yeah. the viewers think the same. Um, Might have to be a part two. Yeah, mate. Maybe. Mate, yeah. mate, I'll bring the potty equipment up to South Yarra Strength. Yeah, so we'll, we'll sit y- there. You don't have a facility at the moment, but um, yeah. I'll bring it up to your house and we'll just, when you're moving together. Yeah, yeah. That'd be good, actually. Well, in the lounge. Hopefully you have your own setup by then. We'll go to, go, go to the uh, bloody Albion for some beers after. Yes. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> mate. Establishment. Absolutely. And then um, a hot chocolate on uh, Sunday morning yeah. for Kenneth and only, yeah. we'll drink the coffee. Mate, I'm in. I'm in. Beautiful. Nah, so good to have you down here, boys, and welcome down anytime you want. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. Have a good day.